the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. We understand what it means to crush the head of Satan, the promise found in Genesis. But what of the bruised heel of the promised one? That's what we'll look at next, here on Truth For Today. The promise of redemption to Adam and Eve here in Genesis gives to us a quandary, a bruised heel of the promised one to come. But as you take a look at the cross and what Christ suffers there, you've got to wonder if that's more than just a bruising, or is it? That's what we're looking at today here on Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard. Welcome to the program from Valley Bible Church in Hercules. We would invite you to join us as we continue with our series called God's Love Child, The Promise. Here's Pastor Phil with today's broadcast of Truth For Today. Let's have a party for New Year's Eve. Don't get around somebody in grief. Don't get around somebody sad. That'll ruin the party. You didn't just hang out with Jesus just to party. He threw most of his parties for sinners that got right with God. It's the only time he threw a party. And by the way, whether you know it or not, God throws a party every time somebody gets saved. God is a party animal. You just got to lead someone to Christ. He said, his form was one from whom men hide their faces. He was despised and we esteemed him not. We saw no value in him. There's no esteem. If you esteem me, you place a value on me. No value on this, this kind of Messiah. Not esteemed. Then he goes on. He was considered to be under a curse. And he was. Surely he's borne our griefs. Carried our sorrows. But we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God. You better believe it. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. And why are you doing there? He said, we all went astray. Well, what are you doing there? What are you doing there? Well, you made the mess that I came to clean up. You lost paradise. I came to get it back. And it won't be gotten back cheap nor easy. According to Deuteronomy, everything that hangs on a tree is under a curse. According to Galatians, he was viewed as cursed. According to Paul, 2 Corinthians 5, 21, at this point in time, God the Father said, I impute the sin of the race to you. You have become their sin. And there is no substitute for you. I think of the famous story of Abraham and Isaac. One of the most moving stories in Scripture, Genesis 22. And oh, how the Jewish people love it. 
When Yom Kippur comes around, oh, they tell the story of Isaiah and uh, Genesis 22 over and over. It's the story of the Jewish calendar every year. But here's the thing. The amazing thing about the story is Abram was willing to plunge the knife in his son. But the remarkable thing is a ram was caught in the thicket. And all we applaud. Jehovah Jireh. God has supplied himself a substitute for Isaac. And Isaac goes down the mount. Let me tell you this. There were no rams caught in the thicket on the day of Calvary. There's no substitutes for Jesus. There's nobody that can rescue him. There is no rescue. There is no rescue. And he asked himself, my God, why have you forsaken me? Where's the ram? And the father could say, there is none for you. Are you sure you want to crush the head of the enemy? Are you sure you want to reach down this deep to save? It's an amazing thing that God told Israel through Jeremiah that they had been captured by the worship of Moloch. And it was this, and this is all in idolatry. We find out even when we go to Mexico and you go to the certain mountain peaks, you go to South America, we find human sacrifices, human sacrifices all over the world. Altars built where you burn your girls or your sons to your God. All over. It just, if you study anthropology, if you study world religions, you've got to make a sacrifice to please the gods. And all of a sudden, Jeremiah says, Israel, I hear you're worshiping Moloch. And I understand that uh, you're offering your sons to Moloch. And when you think of it, God's own people bought into this idol that was, uh, it's graphic when you read about it, that it was an idol that you can build a fire in it. And it had these arms that you could put your child your sacrifice on the arms of the idol, and it was designed to roll down into the mouth of this idol that was a burning fire. So I imagine, just imagine, you're a devotee of Moloch, and you take your 18-year-old wife. Jewish girls were married around 14, 15. The first baby would be there easy before 18. Sweetheart, let's go worship today. And let's take our boy, Benjamin. And, and let's, let's worship Moloch. Yes, honey, uh, we, we are worshipers. And, and what do you suggest? Oh, oh, today we will leave Moloch in the arms. Or we'll be, leave our son, Benjamin, in the arms of Moloch. He won't come home with us. Because we love Moloch. We're devoted to Moloch. He is our God. He'll make you have more babies. He'll bless our crops. He'll give us happiness. He's who we're counting on. And imagine just the human pathos of an 18-year-old girl that went through the pains of childbirth, just going there with her husband. In the name of Moloch, we give you Benjamin. And hear the baby crying on the way into the mouth of a burning idol. God sent Jeremiah and said, would you tell Israel this? 
I never dreamed to ask you for your sons. I would never ask you for your sons. But I'll tell you this, Israel. I'll give you my son. Christianity doesn't ask for your sons. It asks you to receive God's son. That's Christianity. God wants to give us something. Did you know that you're not going to heaven through anything good you've ever done? No righteousness have you. Nothing in my hand to thee I bring. Simply to thy cross I cling. O Lamb of God, I come. Could my tears forever flow? These for sin could not atone. Thou must save and thou alone. He gave up. Listen to these words of Ira Sankey. Moved England as he sung before they would introduce Moody. And this song swept England off its feet. There were ninety and nine that safely lay in the shelter of the fold. But one was out on the hills away, far off from the gates of gold. Away on the mountain wild and bare. Away from the tender shepherd's care. Lord, thou hast here thy ninety and nine. Are they not enough for thee? But the shepherd made answer, This of mine has wandered away from me. And although the road be rough and steep, I go to the desert to find my sheep. And notice this third line. But none of the ransomed ever knew how deep were the waters crossed, nor how dark was the night that the Lord passed through. Ere he found his sheep that was lost, out in the desert he heard its cry, sick and helpless and ready to die. Lord, whence are those blood drops all the way that mark out the mountain's track? They were shed for one who had gone astray ere the shepherd could bring him back. Lord, whence are thy hands so rent and torn? They're pierced tonight by many a thorn. But all through the mountains, thunder-riven, and up from the rocky steep, there arose a glad cry to the gate of heaven. Rejoice, I have found my sheep. And the angels echoed around the throne. Rejoice, for the Lord brings back his own. I believe when I read Isaiah, I think, but none of the ransomed ever knew how dark was the night, nor how deep were the waters crossed. This is what he did to bruise and crush the head of the serpent. But in the doing, he was crushed to death. It says that the Lord was pleased to crush him and put him to grief. Now, turn with me to 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians, please turn. If I dwell here too long, emotion will not allow me to go. But look at when Paul is preaching this message to the Greek world, where they worshipped wisdom, where they gloried in Hercules, Alexander the Great, power, power, beauty, wisdom, the gods of mankind. 
Since we worship beauty, he became ugly. Since we worship power, he became weak. Since the Greeks worship wisdom, God says, I'm going to look foolish. Listen to what he says. Verse 18. For the message of the cross is stupid. Folly, moronic is the word. It's moronic, our message of the cross. To those who are perishing. Is that the best you could come up with? A crucified, bleeding Savior? You think he could save? You got to be kidding. He couldn't save himself. But to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. How's that so? For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise. The discernment of the discerning I will thwart. Where is the one who is wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the debater of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? For since in the wisdom of God, the world did not know God through wisdom. Nobody ever got saved getting a Ph.D. Nobody ever got saved in Athens based upon Socrates, Plato, Euripides, or any of the other philosophers. No one's ever got saved based upon IQ and education. God's not impressed with what we think is brilliance. And it says in chapter 2, verse 8, the brilliant princes of the earth crucified the Lord of glory. You mean you're that brilliant, you experts killed God. Like he's being killed on most university campuses. We can't have a God of the Bible on campus. The world did not know God through wisdom. It pleased God through the stupidity, the folly, the moronic of what we preach to save who? Brilliant people? No, believing people who believe. For Jesus, the Jews, demand signs and Greeks seek wisdom. But we preach Christ, crucified, the Christ of Isaiah 53. That's who we preach. And what does it do? It stumbles the Jews, and the word stumble here is it's a scandal to the Jewish mind. This is scandalous to say Messiah suffers like this. This is a scandal. We will not have that kind of Messiah. And for 2,000 years, they're dying and perishing without God and studying the Torah every day. Because you can't go to heaven by the Torah. You've got to come through the cross. And I work with Jews for Jesus, so don't tell me what the Jews think. It's what they face all the time. We preach Christ crucified. It's a scandal to the Jews and stupidity to the Gentiles. But to those who were called both Jews and Greeks, Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God. For the foolishness of God is wiser than men and the weakness of God is stronger than men. Guess what? No one goes to heaven apart from believing in the Christ of the cross. Foolish? Go to your psychiatrist to see if he can get you to heaven. 
Go to your PhDs. I'm not afraid of education. I got a doctorate. Took 14 years. I ain't afraid of education. I just have no time for folly and stupidity that says God and the Bible are not true. Amen. So we're at we're in conflict all the time because I preach the foolishness of the cross and say the most powerful thing God did was the day He became so weak He died. The day that God died was the day the head of the serpent was crushed and the day I was set free. And God made a promise to Jesus. Jesus feared what would happen to him when they buried him. He had the fear that his body would begin to decompose. So God gave him a promise in Psalms 16 that Peter preached in Acts 2. I won't let the skin worms begin to destroy your body. No, no embalming fluid. You remember Lazarus? After the fourth day, he began to stink. Decomposition was so quick in Palestine. When you didn't have funeral homes, you didn't have embalming. Decomposition happened just like that. God said in Psalm 16, I will not suffer my lovely one to see decomposition. I won't let skin worms, they won't get to move in the corpse of Jesus. Mary, you put the spigner, you put the spices, but you didn't need to. This corpse won't ever stink. For God said, I'll tell the skin worms, do not touch the corpse. And in three days, I'll raise it up. And he did it just like that. But let me tell you this. Hear me now. Jesus did something on the ugliest day of his life. The day you can't give God away, he looks too ugly. Until the Spirit of God shows you what he accomplished on the day he died. In the midst of the dying, the pain, the spit, the blood, the laceration, the swollen body, Jesus did this. A murderer said, I'm getting what I deserve. But I think you're the way to paradise. Could you let me go? And Jesus said, today I'm opening the gate to paradise again. I'll see you in paradise. This is what we lost in Genesis 3. We lost paradise. We lost perfection. We lost glory. And Jesus, in the midst of the ugliest day he ever lived, the day God became so ugly, nobody wanted him. He said, I'll let you be with me in paradise. The seed of Eve not only saved her, but saved everybody in her posterity that believes in the Lord Jesus Christ. And to us who believe, we celebrate the cross constantly. Every time we take communion, we celebrate, my God thought enough of me, he would die. My God, wanted we bad enough that he'd walk through the agony of the cross. My God became esteemed as unlovely, unworthy. And though the human race is stumbling over him, and he's not smart enough for them, it's not good enough for them, and there's too much blood and gore, at Calvary, years I spent in vanity and pride, caring not, my Lord was crucified. But at Calvary, 
at Calvary. He broke the chains. And Milton, all you could say is paradise was lost and found, but you never knew how to find it. Jesus found it. Put your faith in this crucified seed of the woman, the Messiah, the Christ, and the gates of paradise will be thrown open to you again. All who come to him and believe in him, he gives eternal life and the right to be called sons of God. And from then on, heaven is my home. Heaven is my destiny. I've regained everything Adam lost. And I got it by way of the cross. By way of the cross. Our Father, if there be anyone here today that is like that sheep out on the hillside, lost. You said all of us were that sheep. All we, like sheep, have gone our own way. Father, we're so stupid. We were talked out of paradise by a lie that offered us godhood if we'd only do it our way. And we lost everything. And we've lived through a world of woe, pain, death, the curse. It's hard to be alive in a world full of the curse. It's dangerous, Father, to be around empty people trying to find something to fill the vacuum. If there's anyone here today searching, seeking, wondering if they could ever find their way to heaven, could they ever know their sins are forgiven? Could they ever have peace again? I ask that the Spirit of God would rent the veil and show them Jesus is strong enough to save He's wise enough to save. He hasn't done it the world's way. He didn't do it the way men would have invented. He did it the way the Father could crush the head of the enemy and save us at the same time. You've said in your word, to as many as receive him, you'll give them the right to become children of God, born out of the blood of a man, but born from the Spirit of God. I ask that you would save. And Father, you've not asked for my firstborn child to be sacrificed. But I would like to give you myself. And it's an unimpressive gift. But it's all I really got. You're worth far more. You're worth far more. Let us rediscover Jesus and the cross. So many of us are bogged down in church. Don't want to give, don't want to serve, don't want to this, don't want to da, da, The excuses at the foot of the cross are thousands. But when we stand before you, Jesus, you'll still have the wounds. And you'll still be able to say, the night was dark when I went after you. The river of death was deep. But I said, I'll do it if I can get you to paradise.
Thank you, Lord Jesus. That I'll never know how deep it was. I'd just like to say thank you. All my ambitions at my feet in ashes lay. I will praise you. We bless your name. And his church said, Amen. And this is Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard, the ministry of Valley Bible Church here in Hercules. As we conclude our time together today, we would invite you to contact us if you have questions, comments about the broadcast. Maybe you have a question about your own walk and relationship with the Lord or a prayer request. We'd love to hear from you. Please get in touch with us today. Now, we have a couple of ways to do so. The easiest might be simply visiting our website, truthfortodayradio.org. You can drop us an email. We have other means of contact that you'll find there at truthfortodayradio.org. We also have a lot of resource materials available for your growth and relationship with Christ. Our design and desire is to see that you grow in Christ, grow according to His knowledge and grace. Any way we can help, well, that's why we're here. Oh, and by the way, as you come alongside Truth For Today in a financial way, for a gift of $10 or more, we'll send you Pastor Phil Howard's book called Jesus Christ, The Revealer of God. Now, this is an amazing book, a book that takes a look at Christ and how he does, in fact, reveal God in every aspect of his life. Again, this book is yours for a gift of $10 or more when you support the ministry Truth For Today. Simply call or stop by our website and pay us a visit there and order your copy. Again, for a gift of $10 or more as you support Truth For Today. 855-833-9864 or write to us. Our address is 1511 M. Sycamore Avenue, Suite 278, Hercules, California, the zip code is 94547. And that website, once again, truthfortodayradio.org. It is a pleasure spending time with you in God's Word. We trust we'll see you next time we get together for another broadcast of Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.